Hey everyone, just a quick note before we get to today's show. We are six months in now with Scratch. We've done, well, we've released about 25 episodes and recorded many more. And I just wanted to take a second to take a step back. And if you've been listening for a while, amazing. If you're new, welcome. I'd love to hear your feedback. What are your thoughts on the episode so far, the guests, the style, the content? Are there any suggestions that you have? Um, If you do, anything to share, positive, negative, would just love to hear it. So reach out to me if we're connected already. Um, And if not, you can email me at eric, that's E-R-I-C, at wearerival.com. And thank you so much for listening. The only way you can be able to gain respect and be able to become a business partner it's when you're able to understand the business. You know, being able to read that income statement and the balance sheet and understand the nuances. Um, because you are there to bring in the customer voice. You are there to bring in the insights to help unlock business opportunities. I'm Eric Fulweiler, and this is Scratch, bringing you marketing lessons from the leading brands and brains rewriting the rulebook from scratch for the world of today. Hey everyone, my guest today, Masala Phillips, the Chief Marketing Officer of Old Mutual. So if you don't know Old Mutual, they are, I believe, the largest insurance company in Africa, but they are massive. They're across 14 markets. There's 270 people in Masala's marketing team. And he actually came up through the ranks in South Africa and also regionally and globally at Procter & Gamble. So it was really interesting to dig into his experience there and how that really provided the foundation in many ways for stepping up into the CMO role that he's been in for about a year and a half. So a few of the things that I really love from this conversation, and I think you will too, the balance between creativity and numbers. So actually Masala has an electrical engineering degree. And as you hear him talk about, he's really into the data and the number side to the point that one of the things that he says to his team is in God we trust, but everyone else bring data. I love that. He also talks about coming from PNG where marketing was at the quote unquote heart of the business and how he's trying to bring marketing more towards the center of the business at Old Mutual as a general push to make the organization more customer centric. We talk a lot and he's got some great advice around how to kind of manage what I call the work around the work, the people, the conversations, the buy-in, the alignment that you need from other stakeholders within the organization to go get the marketing job done. So lots of great stuff uh, in this conversation with Masala. I know you're going to enjoy it as I did. That's it. Hey, Masala, how are you doing today? I'm good on you, Eric. I am good. To kick things off, tell us about a brand that you are very passionate about right now and why. Yeah, um, right now, there's a couple of them, but I think the one that I'm really passionate about is a BMW motorcycle um, adventure bike specifically. So I I have a 1250 GS. I I call it the Swiss knife of motorcycles, right? You can go off-road with it. Um, You can do road. It's super versatile. Um, So love it. We, uh, we, we love motorcycles here at Rival. So I had a Ducati GT for years that I actually just sold, unfortunately, because I couldn't ship it over to the UK. Jenna has an old BMW as well. And Michelle Dalaman, who's one of our advisors and was actually a Unilever for a long time, has a BMW 1250 up in France that he takes around Europe with him. 
So we'll have to, uh, maybe we'll set up a motorcycle marketers podcast at some point. We can talk more about that. <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. Cool. So Masala, tell us a little bit about your background, your journey toward, you know, until eventually becoming the CMO of Old Mutual. And like we were talking about, you know, again, before we press record, I think it's interesting, you know, you went to UCT where I actually spent a semester, but I was not in the electrical engineering department. And actually, you don't come across a lot of marketers that come from an engineering background. So maybe we can start there. And then you can tell us about the 15 plus years you spent at P&G and what led you to take in the CMO role at Old Mutual now. So uh, I tell people that uh, marketing chose me versus um, me saying I wanted to be a marketer. Right. Um, I was running away, to be honest, from from engineering. Um, I wanted to study accounts in in high school. And my science teacher was like, there's no way I'm going to let my top medicine science student go and study accounts. We've got enough of, of those uh, around. We need more engineers, right? So uh, she managed to convince me, convince my parents, you know, that I got a, a scholarship to go to UCT and study electrical engineering. Um, and, you know, I enjoyed the technical side of things you know, uh, the studies, but I didn't want to be an engineer. And I think the reason being is that in, in South Africa specifically, you end up either working for the mines um, most of the time, and that's always in the middle of nowhere, you know. Um, so when I started working, I was based in Northern Cape, uh, in Khartoum, um, in one of the mines there, and there was nothing. And I'm like, social things going to kill me. Right, <laughs> I'm a young boy. Just came out of university. I had big dreams, uh, and I was just it was not working for me. So it was really um, me trying to to get out of engineering. And I have to say, though, most of my peers uh, in my class, um, they're also there in consulting or in finance or somewhere. So then I did a course afterwards after graduating and and you know leaving without another job. There's a bit of a long story behind that. Um, I was stuck without a job, so I decided, no, I always wanted to get into business, right? So let me go and re register at VETS, one of the universities here for postgrad in finance. And when we were there, every second case that we were doing was Procter & Gamble, you know, P&G, this, Procter & Gamble. I was like, who are these guys? Um, I'd never heard of them before. Uh, I started reading more about them and I bumped into brand management. You know, and I was like, okay, that sounds interesting. You know, there's a, sounds like there's a bit of creativity, um, solving of problems, uh, but also as well, there's, a, there's numbers, which I really enjoy uh, and love, you know, from the engineering background. So basically then I went to the website and I, I, uh, I saw there was a job for an assistant brand manager um, on head and shoulders, so I just gave HR a call. Um, and they're like, no, you know, we like your kind. I was like, I don't know anything about marketing. I'll be honest with you, I did not even know about an assistant brand manager until I called you now. So, um, do you hire engineers to do this? They're like, nah, we like your kind, come over, apply. Um, and that's how I ended up in, in marketing. Uh, and it's been an amazing experience uh, since then. Um, and uh, at PNG, it was quite fun because the, what I appreciate about my PNG experience is that marketing is at the heart of the business. So it's, it's, it's commercial, right? It's got a lot of commercial. So, you know, until recently, uh, the, the CEO doesn't have a marketing background, but all the past CEOs have a marketing background. Um, you know, the, 
general management of the company mostly comes from marketing because it's really the brand is at the heart. You know, so you get exposed to running a PNL, get exposed to working with guys in logistics and sales and HR. So it, it builds you as a well-rounded business person, um, you know, with a specialty in marketing. And, and that has made one really appreciate the commercial and the business, understanding uh, the business uh, side of things, not only just about creating communication, but also at the same time, you know, rooted in the top line and bottom line, uh, delivery of the business and great market share. Um, so yeah, and that came with uh, a history of moving around. That's a great thing about working for global companies, right? So um, despite I was there for 15, 16 years, I never did a single job for more than three years. You know, either change brands or I change locations. So that kept me going and excited and, 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 um, and growing in that sense. So to your question then, uh, how did I end up at, you know, taking up the job and moving in to own Mutual? Um, I think it was, uh, there's nothing wrong at PNG at all. I think it was more at a point where I didn't want to be boxed in into an FMCG boy, let alone being a PNG boy. It was more, more that, that I wanted um, people and also for myself to learn something new in a different industry. And hence, I even jumped to financial services because I wanted to go to the other extreme where marketing is not even at the heart of the business. And, and there's an opportunity that, you know, um, we can help the voice of marketing to be the heart of the business, not just the supporting function. You know, and when I looked at different industries, there was one that, one in South Africa, is very well developed. Um, there's great opportunities. Um, most of the brands are local brands. I wanted to also work for a local brand as we had in South Africa as well. Um, and a public listed one um, in, in, in South Africa because it comes with a certain dynamics as well. Um, but it was more of where one, I wanted to gain different experience versus what I'm used to, moving to services versus consumer goods. So that comes with its own different challenges. Um, I wanted to work where I believe I could add the biggest value and impact from what I've learned from PNG, um, where in financial services, the work that are going now is moving from being product to becoming customer centric. And I've lived that journey, so I've seen that move and lived that move, and I think I could have the best impact and also as well to the point I've raised, I, I wanted to have a diverse exposure so I don't get boxed. You know, I wanted you know, not to be an FMCG marketer, I want to be a marketer. I have like five questions I jotted down to build on from what you said, but the, fir the first thing I will say is, uh, it's, it's funny hearing you, you know, your story about how marketing chose you. It's actually how I think about it with me. And obviously we've got slightly different paths, but I, I went to school for music. I was gonna be a jazz musician and uh, decided really quickly, I did not wanna do that. And then um, I worked in nonprofit and I was gonna be kind of nonprofit government world, but I got kind of frustrated in that space, feeling like I wasn't gonna have much of an impact. Actually, I was supposed to be stationed in Mozambique. That was going to be my first posting in the nonprofit world, moving from over from Cape Town, but um, ended up doing it in Latin America and said, anyway, I had the same process of, hey, why don't I get into business? And then ended up 
sitting down with the CEO of Forbes.com who was like, hey, you know, we need you to figure out this social media marketing thing. It actually wasn't even called marketing. It was just like, what is the, what is Facebook and how, what does it mean for our business as a publisher? Um, and so, yeah, kind of your thing about assistant brand management, my thing about it's I kind of fell into it. And here I am 15, 15 years later. But um, OK, cool. So I think there's that overlap, which I think was interesting. Let's start with, so one of the things I think about a lot and that I'm very grateful for in my own experience is having commercial P&L general management experience. And actually how you kind of talked about being a well-rounded business person with a specialty in marketing. It's actually kind of how I think about myself as well. And some of the advice that I give to marketers coming up now of yes, our discipline, like the role that we play within an organization is marketing, but actually so much of what makes that successful is understanding the business implications of it, how businesses work, how to build teams, how to scale organizations, like all the stuff around it. And so going to a PNG or a Unilever or these big organizations certainly gives you that experience um, and skill set. And so I, I guess my question is how, you know, for people listening that want to be on a CMO track, if they're not getting that now, how important do you think it is to go seek that out? It's super crucial. Um, it's, it's, I think it's a matter of, because the, the challenge that you, you have when you start you know, getting um, the CMO seat is that everybody else who has another seat sitting with you is a CFO, chief CEO, or et cetera. Um, well, whoever it is that you're sitting in that leadership position, they don't, one, you have a challenge that they think they know marketing because, you know, it's, it's one of those, uh, it's both, it's both uh, an art and a science. And everybody appreciates the art part of it. So everybody is going to have an opinion, more than you're going to have an opinion about their kitchen. The only way you can be able to gain respect and be able to become a business partner is when you're able to understand the business. You know, being able to read that income statement and the balance sheet and understand the nuances. Um, because you are there to bring in the customer voice. You are there to bring in the insights to help unlock business opportunities. And when you don't know how the money works and you don't know how the business operates, you're going to find yourself very frustrated because then you'll not be able to translate your marketing plan in a language that your fellow business partners will be able to understand. Because you don't understand their language, it becomes very difficult for you to translate um, what you want to do in the way that they will understand. Right? And then you'll be able as well to demonstrate whatever your plans are, to be able to help drive the business objectives, right? Um, you know, so, so that, and, and, and I think the challenge um, coming in into financial services, um, historically, it's been about, you know, marketing is those guys who do events and do fun things, um, you know, um, but when the real business conversations are happening, People are not asking for your input because they don't think you have anything of value to, to, to provide. So there's been two mottos that um, you know I've been drumming to my team at PNG and the team here. One 
in God we trust forever and else bring data. Okay. So you need to elevate the science of the marketing because everything we can, we can almost test, track, measure a whole lot of things. And with digital um, coming through, it enables even things that we could not measure before. Uh, help to measure. You can test things very quickly and get response very quickly. And people understand numbers, right? They might not understand a lot of what you do, but general people understand numbers. If you are sitting in a CMO uh, space, you're sitting with a lot of smart people. So, and numbers is the easiest way to explain what you're doing. And the second motto I tell people is that uh, follow the money. You need to understand the business that you're in, how it makes money. Um, in order for you to be able that when you come with your plans and proposing the plans, you can speak to how you'll help grow the business, but you also understand how the money works and how the business makes money. And, you know, you can help to with efficiencies, etc. And and when, when you have someone says to you, show me your ROI, um, it's, it's one of those biggest things, right? What's the ROI? What's the ROI? What's the ROI? And we stumble. To demonstrate that you know um, and sometimes it's not you know some some of the things are very difficult to to to, to um, show the ROI the way people will be asking for that ROI but you can demonstrate it um, demonstrating how it will help deliver the business results not from an ROI point of view but using the language that they use whatever they call the top line the bottom line etc etc and also it's very important is that you partner with all the other people because when you start solving people's issues for them right um, the trust will grow and and that's critical so and i think that's what a lot of marketers they struggle with is that they don't understand the business they can't interpret the data um, so they struggle one of the things that I think about a lot, and actually I was on another podcast this week, and the question to me was, it was something like, you know, what's the thing that a lot of people get wrong? Or like, what's the mistake that people made? And I think that this person was expecting me to give an answer, you know, strategically, tactically. And my thing was, I think a lot, particularly a lot of young people coming up, they don't recognize that so much of the work is actually about the people around the work. And being able to communicate effectively, being able to drive clarity with what you want to do, buy-in, being able to reach across the aisle to sales or finance or, you know, the executive team. Like, unless you're a team of one, you don't get to just do what you want to do. You have to do it with other people. And so there's being a brilliant marketer, but then also, particularly if you want to get into a role like you have, if you want to be a CMO, so much of it is the people around the work. And that's not... A negative thing. Sometimes it gets thrown around as like politics, which has a negative implication. Of course, so there's some of that, but a lot of it is just like the CFO has a job to do. The CEO has a job to do that. The CRO has a job to do. Everybody has a job to do. It's not your job, but it is your job to help them understand how their job can get done with what you want to do. Um, and so I'd imagine working in big organizations, you kind of get more experience and you, you have to, you have to learn to be able to do that. And so I'd imagine that that helps you set up, help set you up um, for a CMO role. And for me, you know, I never, I haven't worked a big brand, but I think being on the agency side for a long time, like nobody does what you say just because you say it, that's for sure. And so you have to understand the business realities of your client. You have to understand what matters to them. You have to understand how they need to navigate those, um, you know, decision-making processes within the organization. So I'm curious, talking about 
you know, what, what you've done at Old Mutual and kind of the roadmap and, and game plan that you have there. So one, would love to hear how it's gone. I think it's been about a year and a half, maybe a little more that you've been there now. Um, so maybe just kind of a quick reflection on how it's how it's going so far, what your plans are for the future. And then I'd love to double click a little bit on, you mentioned, you know, being at PNG where marketing was really at the core of the business and now coming to Old Mutual where there's an opportunity to maybe actually use the term heart, move marketing more towards the heart of the business. I'm really curious how you've approached that and how it's going, because sometimes, particularly with big older organizations, it's really hard to change culture. And I would, I would say that that, you know, marketing at the heart of the business, which is a huge part of making an organization more customer centric, because at the end of the day, the role of marketing in many ways is to make an organization more customer centric. And I think good marketers make organizations, the organizations they work for more customer centric. Um, so yeah, how's it going? You know, what's, what's on the roadmap for you? And then that specific objective of moving marketing more to the core of the business to support it being more customer centric. How is that going and how have you approached it? You know, um, despite uh, PNG being a, a big organization, but you know, we worked in, in markets where they're slightly smaller, right? So, um, you know, you, and, 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 and I say less complex. So coming into all mutual, it's, it's, it's a complex machine. It's a big organization, right? Um, operating in 14 markets, um, about 270 odd marketers. Um, and we are like the, one of the smallest <laughs> in the organization, 30,000 employees. Um, so coming in, I had to pace myself to understand because I come from a total different industry, right? And one thing that I underestimated is joining during COVID, uh, working remotely, because that delayed um, the culture piece. Because the the culture piece is in the office by the you know having coffees etc. So for a long time it was very difficult for one to connect with the just with the culture. Um, but with that said, it's just been amazing um, because one, um, it's a very culture-wise, um, very supportive and very collaborative um, culture and also very open and more open than I thought um, the organization would be. Right? And I think that that's one of the things that it's the, the, the leadership team was so supportive because they knew that they were bringing in a very different animal <laughs> coming from FMCG into financial services. So there'll be a lot of things that probably will bring in that are different and not what they used to. But at the same time, the, there was support. And I think that um, subsequently helped, which I'm going to get into the details in terms of, you know, what the plans and going forward, etc. is that that support just had been enabling despite the challenges of joining remotely, etc. You know, it's like very well welcomed and people are like, okay, cool. They were straight up like, hey, you know what? We don't know about this, but man, um, let's go. <laughs> you know, we used to do it like this, but you know what? That's why we brought you in. So let's go. So the key thing for me that's been a thing is one, getting into the bed of the business and trying to understand the business. And... And then picking 
Um, because knowing that people don't know me and I never worked with any of the people that don't know who I am. Um, you know, Stephen Covey has a concept uh, on seven habits. You know, he talks about, um, you know, you focus on the circle of influence. There are things in the circle of concern, right? But when you own and you grow your circle of influence, it can start growing into your circle of, uh, of concern. And as much as, yes, you know, I have an opinion on distribution and what they're doing, and I think I can help uh, on that piece. Yes, I want to get into the, the kitchen with the finance team, you know, because I managed PL before, uh, etc. I needed to, to firstly focus on the job I was hired to do, um, of firstly just making sure I'm building the capabilities and being clear on just the basics of marketing across the team, right? From just media um, understanding, digital, creative communication, planning, and all those fundamentals because then, and, and having clear measures, and we start having wins there, right? Because I went to the company and said, guys, this is what I'm gonna do, um, you know, after eight months being in the business, and I'm gonna focus on these key business issues and these key initiatives, partnering with these business units. There are many things that I think we need to fix, but this is what we're going to focus on. And starting delivering on those, right, early on and having early wins, you know, starting to, to demonstrate, okay, if we do this thing, these measures are going to move up, right, if we focus on these things and the delivery is coming. You know, people are like, okay, cool. You said if we do this, this is what's going to happen and this is what's happening, right? So the confidence is, 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 is growing on the on the delivery and we can have results demonstrate that this is what we said we are bringing in that science and the data and and that is starting to 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 to, to expand and grow and it's going to be a journey right it's going to be a journey because I also have a team that also they're changing their mindset versus versus before and when when before I used to get the conversations of hey Musala uh, I have this idea, can we sponsor this, etc., etc. You know, when someone comes to you with already an execution, they haven't really understood what you do and what value you can bring in. And now starting to get into conversations where people are like, you know what, I have this customer challenge or I have this business challenge. What do you think we should do? When you start having those conversations, then you know that people are starting to respect your expertise. They're not coming with solutions. They're coming with problems. And that's the conversations that we wanted. When you're a marketer and people are starting to involve you and invite you into their problems, then you know that you're starting to knock at the right door. But if people are saying, hey, I've done this thing, go and sell it for me or go and advertise it for me, then you know that we're not there yet. And that has been the, the journey and the conversation is starting to change, um, which uh, a year and a half, um, I'm quite happy with where where we at. And it's interesting because, you know, to the point about moving marketing more to the center of the business, people starting to reach out to you and your team for those conversations isn't just good for you and what you want to accomplish, but it also potentially means that people are starting to think of marketing differently. It's not just those people that do the events and those people that do the creative things, or even just those people that get our product and our brand out there. It's growth. 
it's people that can help unlock growth for the organization, which moves marketing to where it should be within the organization. So I think that's great. And it seems like it's going well. So I saw recently that Old Mutual was named as the 10th strongest brand in South Africa by Brand Finance. So congratulations. And I'm sure that there's a lot more on the roadmap, but unfortunately we are out of time. So um, two quick questions for you to round it up, round it out. The first is, what is one thing that people should do differently after listening to this conversation? Sure. Spend more time with your customers or consumers. Spend more time. Be obsessed by spending more time. Uh, you said what I'm going to give to. The second one, be brutal with execution. I think we spend too much time with PowerPoints and slides, etc. Um, so that's, that's what I would say. What does that mean, be brutal with execution? I think I know, but is it just kind of, you know, make sure that you kind of get started, getting started, get your hands dirty, get stuff out there, or is it something more than that for you? Yeah, for sure. I think it's it's more for spend spend more time in the details of the execution. Um, you know, know when what is gonna go where and who's gonna see it. Tracking uh, uh, the execution and adjust as you go, right? Because nothing goes as planned. But the more you can um, and and be quick to go to my we debate a lot of things. Right, debate too much, a lot of things. Be quick to speed to market, and execute, track, and iterate, and um, the little things matter. You know, um, your 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 brand reputation um, is just one tweet away. Um, your brand reputation is one in-store promoter saying a wrong thing to someone. <laughs> Right. So, um, so other than just the reputation piece, the you know, um, uh, A.G. Lovely used to say that you know execution is the only strategy that our customer sees, right? And they say that execution will a strategy for breakfast, right? So, um, so being obsessed and being brutal with execution, uh, I rather I rather have a sixty percent perfect plan but executed 90%, then have a 90% plan, executed 50%. Totally agree. I love that. All right, last question before I let you go. In your Twitter bio, you say that you're working to get husband of the century. How's that going? <laughs> uh, I've been married for, 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 for 15 years. Uh, 85 to go. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll see if somebody's keeping keeping the ranking somewhere, and we'll see where you fall. All right, Masala. Thanks so much for the time. Really appreciate it. Really good chat. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Take care. Bye. Scratch is a production of Rival. We are a marketing innovation consultancy that helps businesses develop strategies and capabilities to grow faster. If you want to learn more about us, check out wearerival.com. If you want to connect with me, email me at eric at wearerival.com or find me on LinkedIn. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe, share with anyone you think might enjoy it, and please do leave us a review. Thanks for listening and see you next week.